Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This week, once again, we're brought to you by our good mates, Heaps Normal, delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. You know where to go by now. HeapsNormal.com. Chuck in duty-free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. Getting a lot of tags, Heggy. A lot of people tagging us in the old Heaps Normal picks. Yeah. I've not yet seen a pilot actually crack one while flying a plane. I'd like to see that. Like, I they're probably not allowed to. We did get sent a photo of a listener of ours who is a pilot and he had a can of the uh, Heaps Normal in the in the cockpit. I'm not going to say any names, but it was closed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is good because I do love air crash investigations, but I never want to hear, oh, fuck, you spilled your heaps normal. It's gotten in the computer. Yeah. And that's the last bit on the black box. I probably wouldn't <laughs> do anything. Like, it'd be fine. There's no booze in it. You're right. You could tip one on the on the control panel. <laughs> it gives a shit. <laughs> Much less likely to do so because you're not maggot. So, yeah, that's true. Fine. Everyone wins. Should have steady hands. Man, that always creeps me out when you see just having a coffee on their lap or whatever. Oh. oh. Either, either you are very skilled or this plane is easier to fly than we all think. Oh, I don't even like seeing a laptop open in the kitchen just knowing <laughs> that anyone else in my family is going to tip a fucking cup of something on it at some stage yeah. or open the sugar or the flour and bang, keyboard <laughs> full of shit. It's over. Oh, man, all the, all the electronic goods in my house, we just store them on top of the fridge. That way the fucking kids can't get to them. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Because the little fella, the four-month-old, he's having a crack with his grip at the minute. He's not far off just grabbing something and throwing it down. Oh, yeah. Because his arms let him. For sure. Well, that's where you're at a distinct disadvantage too because your wife's about your height. I've, um, I can put stuff up high and no one gets it in my house. <laughs> they can't see it. <laughs> it's a whole new world up there. Yeah, because, you know, you're a bit short. <laughs> Five, ten and a half, whatever. Yeah. 178, real height, not internet height. Get on heapsnormal.com. I actually put some in my shoes, so I'm a bit higher, closer to six foot on TV. <laughs> I've got the heaps normals taped to the bottom of the shoes. <laughs> I've got them just taped to the toes, so I'm training my calves so I can dunk one day. Oh, okay. One day you'll dunk. Yeah, hopefully. You ever see those shoes? I reckon I reckon it was a late 90s, early 2000s, uh, almost TV ad thing where you had those shoes with the heels at the front. Oh, it's like George Costanza. Didn't he have – didn't he – Oh, did he have those? Yeah, I think that might be where it's from. Or, yeah, I did see them. It's ridiculous. Big thing or hanging off your front. Crazy. Off the front of the foot yeah. so you could get that calf strength <laughs> so you can dunk. Use your heaps normals for that. Then you've got a beverage afterwards after you've boom shuck a on the kid's basketball hoop. Heapsnormal.com. Get it in ya. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. at LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. So many of them have been captured on cell phones. I'm the lady that started the <laughs> <laughs> I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Mate, how am I? I'm bloody fantastic. It's Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, living the dream. Well, I say Christmas, but I mean... Ruin Christmas. Christmas. Oh, here we it's are. back, Heggie, to haunt you. 52 weeks later. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my wish Christmas. You. 
I never forgot. Yeah. A lot of people text me, don't forget. Oh, We're never back. forget. Good on you. You're like a supermarket. <laughs> it's still November. You're doing Christmas songs <laughs> on a podcast. And people can listen to this any time of the year. That's going to really annoy the, the latecomers. Like six months from now, they start listening and go, oh, hang on. Yuck. Well, I just so only just knew we were in the lead up to Christmas season because uh, I was at my supermarket and I said, where the fuck are the hot cross buns? Why is Santa here? Yeah. I said, it's, it's the new era. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> Not adverse to a November hot cross bun. <laughs> I don't think we're too far off having pumpkins, hot cross buns and Santa hats at the same time. <laughs> I'd be just the American dream, the whole thing. Global warming, man. The whole world's going to get to experience Australian Christmas soon. It is all about the barbecue and the morning swim. Oh, for sure. Look at the positives. They'll be doing snowmen but making them out of mangoes and prawns. (laughs) Well, the the other thing that I'm in the Christmas spirit is uh, the Christmas spirit is because I'm looking at your Zoom background and each week you you do turn up on Zoom with another fucking – just a picture. It seems to me of a house, but every time there is a more sinister story behind it. This one, beautiful, uh, quite – Quite an interesting roof, just full triangle roof. Well, yeah, that's the A-frame roof for, for heavy snow. It's in those climates. Well, yeah. Well, that's I am. I'm think. Is it European or are we still in the states with those lunatics? We're in the states. We're in the land of opportunity. All right, we're in America. It's snow, so I'm going to say. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take a crack here, and I'm going to say Illinois. I'm going to go with a John Wayne Gacy. Oh, I, I like the cut of your jib, but no, he was Chicago, wasn't he? Was he around there? Uh, I think so. A, a oh. listener will probably correct us, but of yeah, course. I think he was Chicago. Um, I'm not as big a murder nerd as I'm made out to be. I just like their houses, you know, just because they're regular <laughs> bloody people. Don't put them on a pedestal. They just like, they put their pants on one leg at a time, you know. Um, no, this happens to be the uh, they take their bloody pants off one leg at a time, yeah, and dispose of them in a, <laughs> in a fire. <laughs> You know, like we all, how we all get undressed, just in run of the mill folk. Yeah, stand around in your undies, poking your <laughs> jeans into a fire. Um, no, this is a Ramsey residence. The uh, Ramsey, Benet Ramsey. Ah, fame. Yeah, of Colorado, circa ninety five. Yep, ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, um, just a good Christmas story, you know. Yeah. Slow news week, <laughs> so everyone jumped on that. John Benet, is she one of the? Is is she missing or is she? Was she? Oh, no. She's gone. She was the little beauty queen one. Yeah, I know. Her brother did it, clearly. Okay. (laughs) They said some people broke in and did it. Took nothing. Just did that, then left. Stock standard robbers. Hang on. Now, remember what we have to say now, Heggy. He did it, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, He definitely did it, allegedly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, his name's Burke, so there's your first. What, first name? Hint. First name, Burke. Yeah, he did it. So... Mm. uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on some uh, on some brighter news, though, good news, live shows are coming back. Midfly Brawl, not excluded from that. January 22nd, Comedy Republic in Melbourne. Uh, it's over half sold out already. Sick. If you're coming to that, yeah. uh, pack a little bit of extra cash because we've got some uh, exclusive limited edition merch in the throats. Should be ready by then. Now, what you mean by limited edition merch is... Yes. So get it ready. Cash Ola. The week later, Jan 29, we're heading back to Brizzy, back to Queensland. Yep. There's an original Queenslander and an adopted one with our backs to the wall there oh. at Good Chat. We'll have our backs to the home of Queensland spirit, the Caxton Hotel. Only a few doors down will be. Yep. A few doors from the Caxton and uh, a mere, I reckon, 150 metres away from the cauldron. Yeah. And the Wally Lewis statue. I could slingshot a fucking egg into the cauldron <laughs> from where our gig is. <laughs> we will make you. <laughs> I, I, although I don't have to tempt I don't have to temp, tempt one Luke Heggy to fucking <laughs> get an egg anywhere. You're yeah. doing it. <laughs> You'll do it on the way in and the way out. <laughs> so Jan twenty second, Melbourne, we're at Comedy Republic, Jan twenty nine. We're up in Brizzy at Good Chat Comedy. Head to midflightbrawl.com for tickets. What else has been going on, man, in the land of heck? You're out gigging? Out gigging. Had a uh, had a good good old Aussie heckler the mm-hmm. other night. He, uh, a pretty good line-up show out in Parramatta, and this guy just fucking just went at everyone, wouldn't shut up. Everyone? 
every act. Wow. Tried to staunch them. He, he fucking hated me. I'd have go at him and everyone enjoyed that. And then he sat there staring. I've never been looked at like that and then not punched immediately <laughs> afterwards. Like solid 10 minutes death stare, angry. I was uh, conjuring a picture in my mind of this heckler. Uh, so I'm assuming man already just from the stare and the yes. threat of a punch. Yeah, of course. And I was like, I wonder what he looks like. And then you said he was staunching everyone. So now I already know what he looks and sounds like. Yeah. Oi. I reckon there'd be a bit of that. Oi. <laughs> Doge. Oi, fucking a good doze. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was exactly a bit of that, actually. High fade haircut. Yep. I actually I took some video of him. I'll send, I'll send it over. Necklace, necklace over the T-shirt, no less. Great. Um, yeah, high fade haircut, lots of this, what he, like punching fists and clapping at the stuff he liked. Not at me, obviously. But uh, every now and then he'd like a joke and clap. Was he on board the Heggy experience when you first walked out? Absolutely not. Oh, no, from the get-go. Just saw some KT26s. Oh. Yeah. Bro, why aren't your shoes completely white, fuckhead? <laughs> <laughs> why do your pants go all the way down to your shoes and not show a bit of your ankle, you fuckstick? <laughs> <laughs> Staunched. Anyway. How good. Oh. By the way, if you're going to get a fade haircut, have a think about what the back of your fucking head looks like first because even though you don't have to see it, the rest of society does. Yeah. There's a lot of human slash sharpays getting around. With some fucking rolls up above the ears. Yeah. And uh, they should have thought of that before shaving all their hair off. So just relax. Oh, you reckon the, the fat roll, the fat roll neck head thing? Well, but some people just have, they don't, like they may not be big units. They've just got a rotten back of the head. Yeah. So I'd, ne- I'd never do that shit because I know there's fucking moles and all sorts back there. I wouldn't subject people to that horror. Yeah. But some people just go, well, fuck, I'm looking forward. And I can't see it. The people with the rolls, like the barber doing it with the razor, has to hold the skin apart like I would when I squeeze a zit sort of thing. You've got to pull it apart and then shave in the – otherwise not getting in there. You just go straight over the roll. It's going to be hair inside that crease. Again, that should be a sign. They should, you can. I don't know if barbers have a license, but if you've got to spread a roll to shave the hair out of it, you can't have that haircut. Yeah. Apologies. It's similar to, remember those sort of Jerry Springer guests who every now and then they'd be so big, sorry, big, like body positive, um, yeah. that they'd find like a sandwich in a in a crease every now and then. Like, oh, shit, I <laughs> fell asleep and my sandwich ended up in the crease. And then that's a couple of weeks later, there's just a half a toasty <laughs> in the crease. Didn't know it was there. Do you reckon the a, a big body can get warm enough where it cooks it, you know, when someone cooks an egg on an engine? <laughs> I don't know. You wouldn't slow cook a toasty. <laughs> you make a toasty yeah. skin. I don't think anyone can get – you can't get above about 40 degrees, can you, as a human? Otherwise, you're going to probably die. Isn't that – that's pretty high temperature. Well, so, I probably thought you couldn't get above 600 pounds, but they're doing it again and again and yeah. again, people yeah. pushing it to the limit. And I love it. I'm not knocking it at all. I'm all about humans pushing themselves, testing themselves. Oh, yeah, achieving. Yeah, that's uh, what it is. That's the height of human achievement. Someone's got a joke about like the you've achieved if you're getting craned out the roof. That's <laughs> while everyone, like traffic, just wait for you. That's a fucking massive <laughs> achievement. <laughs> Man, you'd have to do the, the peace signs, Richard Nixon style, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> like you're walking off the jet. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> anyway, man, let's get stuck in. Let's get into it. Right, eh? This week we're looking at uh, Federal Express Flight 705, April 7, 1994. Yes. FedEx flight. Not a, there must be some angry co-workers. There's no passengers on that bad boy. No. Um, yeah, it's a big Would one. A Tamagotchi explode or something. Yeah. It's it, it's going from Memphis, Tennessee to San Jose, California. Wow. And uh, 42-year-old pilot, Auburn Calloway, was working for FedEx Express. Uh, it was an ex-Navy pilot. And former former Navy pilots always amused me. Like Freedom never really managed to trust the other forces enough to just get Air Force pilots to help them out when they need air support. Like, no, we'll get our own pilots, thanks. Yeah. We'll call them Navy. Don't like your attitude. 
What's that about? Never seen members of the Air Force with their own boats. <laughs> and also, like just judging from what I've seen in the movies, so it's true because uh, it's America, they call army people Marines. So No, they're separate. Marines are separate. Marines aren't the army. No, they're the Marines. What the fuck is the difference? Why, why do they call them Marines? It's yes, like I'm a person, fucking- but I'm also the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Navy SEALs, though I guess they are still Navy, but I think maybe the Marines, I forget which one they come under. they got heaps of fucking things, Delta Force and SEALs. And- yeah, but why aren't Marines just in the Navy then if they're Marine? I don't know. I don't know which one they fall under. Do you think they're in the Navy? Hold on. Now I've got I don't, to do I don't fucking know. Why would they have Marines and Army and Navy? Doesn't what make sense do- to me. <laughs> What's the difference from a Marine and, a, and an Army soldier? I don't know. They fall under the Navy. Marine Corps falls under the Department of the Navy. Is that what you said? Right. So Navy got their own pilots and they've got their own army. Yeah. So they just well. don't trust them. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, some ex-forces types have a bit of trouble assimilating into civilian life, don't they? Same mm. as ex-cops becoming, they always become like referees or bicycle shop owners or something. They <laughs> fucking love authority. Can't deal with a world that doesn't necessarily hold it in as high regard as they do. So they've got to take it out on the likes of me. I, I reckon the like the percentage of like cranky people I've had to deal with in any type of job, I reckon bike bike shop workers right up there. Oh, for that fucking is, attitude. Yep. Attitude for what I assume is the job level, like job entry level. Yeah. Oh, they're surly. I've, this has been my whole life has been going to bike shops and just dealing with fucking sur- – you find a good one, stick with it. Mm. It's more important than a mechanic because they are fucking rare. Well, my bike fucked up people. the other week when the chain snapped and uh, I took it into the bike shop and I'd try to fix something, had shit all over my hands, and they said, mate, use our special soap. Unbelievable. This, uh, this, uh, this orange soap that had almost grit in it. Got all the shit off. Yeah. Can't see that at Woolies. No. Where are they getting that? I thought the one thing that would make them cranky is having black shit on their hands all day, but it's gone. So what's the excuse? I think it's um, lack of respect. Like no one gives a shit. Bikes are so cheap and yet you go in and get a good one fixed. I go, that's $400. You go, fuck off. I found one on the street the other day. That was free. I'll use that. It's like TVs. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my 12-speed for Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy another one. Having said that, I've never seen a for Falcon on the street, and I see a lot of TVs on the street. So, say what you want about the for Falcon. They're blown away. Yeah, <laughs> they don't last. They're down at the beach. The seagull just advertising took it. stuff like a plane <laughs> with a with a thing behind it. It's just for Falcons in the air with tab on it. <laughs> anyway, um, so Callaway, right? He he wasn't that popular among the other FedEx pilots. He's a bit of a Bit of a prickly customer. Um, he got a job there in 1989 after leaving the Navy. And he, he'd, what he'd done was he told a few innocent porky pies on the resume, haven't oh, yeah. we all? Um, what are you right? I got Bin Laden or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest <laughs> Navy lie. That's, that's a big one as they go. Look, I'm not supposed to tell anyone this. Yeah, there's that one bloke that is on everything. What? Going, I've... I got him. Oh, he's the one who did it. One of the seals. And everyone else is not saying anything. Yeah. He who laughs loudest. Do you think he didn't do it? The guy running around saying, I got him. I wouldn't be running around saying, I got him. Man, I, f- I reckon you'd look around and go, we could all cash in on this. And they've said, no, nah, we took an oath. And he said, so did I, a 30-year oath to a bank for a mortgage. Yeah. I'm going to pay it off sooner than everyone else. <laughs> Let's write a book. I would have thought that all just put a bullet each into the corpse and go, we all shot him simultaneously, <laughs> all five of us. Let's share the cash. That would be a war crime though. Can't do that. Can't shoot a dead body. Is that a war crime? Probably. Hmm. What if you're not sure? I'm sure the rule book had been torn up on that helicopter <laughs> trip out to his compound. I'm like, nah. I still love that one of the helicopters crashed. Yeah, pretty good. Oh, that's missing a goal right in front on grand final day. Come on, mate. For sure. This is what we train for. Crashing into the compound. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he not only lied to get a job, Auburn Callaway, but he also put his fingers in the till to the tune of a few hundred flying hours, began bullshitting <laughs> from the start. Wow. I think he did just want that little bit of extra cash, thanks for your service to your country style. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So there's about to be a hearing with his superiors at FedEx scheduled for April 8. What happened? Did it turn up late? Well, yeah. <laughs> Says the fucking eighth, doesn't it? You just track yeah, it on the internet. Uh, <laughs> when is my fucking hearing still in a warehouse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's under a bit of stress. So um, also while I'm down here, 44 boys named Auburn were born in 2020. Wow. How do you like that? Um, Where? In America or Australia? Oh, USA. Of course. Makes you think, doesn't it? Don't worry about here. Um, this particular Auburn, though, he was worried he'd he'd lose his job. If that happens in the pilot industry, from what I've seen, you're pretty much fucked. Like, they're not big on second chances, mm. that mob. No way. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, only if it is fair enough. Like, if it's just for, you know, if it's for flying badly or, you know, putting people in danger or drinking, fair enough. But if it's just trying to steal a bit of cash, whatever, he's <laughs> the greatest pilot in the world. Yeah, that's true. It's a bit dishonest. doesn't affect how good you are at flying. Um, he needed a bit of a getaway to San Jose, old Auburn. So what he's done was he's, he's hatched a cunning plan. Um, the pilots get on and Auburn, he's already on the plane, sitting in the flight engineer's seat. Like he's not meant to be on this. He's, he's not scheduled to fly this plane. but And that is unusual for a deadheader to be in the cockpit or jump seater, as they're often called, being that they sit in the jump seat. But a pilot on a FedEx or any uh, airline, I would think, can just catch a free ride wherever they want. Yeah, but I assume those planes are decked out differently. Yes, you know, very much so. He's not choosing between the meat or the veg option in the back and watching a movie. Oh, no, no. It's, it's more, just boxes. It's quite sparse, mm. yeah. You're going through other people's mail looking for cool stuff. <laughs> Cash. That's that's your in-flight entertainment. Um, yeah, you got a little x-ray machine going through stuff. Um, the DC-10 on the Memphis to San Jose run had a three-man crew and Auburn was catching a ride, so four people on the plane. It's, it's, it's FedEx's policy. You, you can get wherever you want. As perks go, that is, that's not a bad one. Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, it's great. One of the stipulations, though, is you're not allowed to interfere with the flight. You've got to sit down and shut up. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Didn't want to. Otherwise, I would have just gone to work. For sure. But <laughs> It's like comedy festival. You can get in to see most shows. Just don't chime in. Not your show. Yeah. Go do a show if you want to do one. <laughs> if only everybody thought the same way you do about stuff, the world would be a little bit better in this respect. Some people can't let go and they need to control. By the way, thank you for stipulating in that respect, at the end of that yes, sentence. only in that respect. <laughs> I'm not going to do a blanket. The world's much better for having you in it. Not fucking crazy. Not on my goddamn deathbed. Um, the two pilots and the engineer were David Sanders, Jim Tucker, and Andy Peterson. Fucking great, good old boy <laughs> American names, those. Um, they were surprised when they got on that Auburn was already on board and sitting in the engineer's seat, no less. Yeah, a bit sus. Yeah, he got up and went back to the jump seat, letting the fellas take the cockpit. Man, it's like if I got to a hotel room, you were already there, and you were in my hotel room, I'd go, he's taking a shit somewhere or he's putting an egg under the curtain. <laughs> I'd be looking around. I'm not trusting Auburn. <laughs> what would you fucking do, mate? You've unscrewed something, you've turned something off. What did you yeah. do? <laughs> well, you're bang on, because the reason he was in the cockpit in the first place was that he... He turned off the black box. Oh, fucking um, Auburn. Yeah. Andy Peterson, <laughs> the engineer, pretty good at his job. Uh, he just flicked it back on. He thought, oh, I must have forgotten to turn it on before. That is unlike me, but there's no other explanation. Mm. I'll flick it back on. And then, um, so they got off, you know, took off, no worries. A uh, bunch of electronics in the back bound for California and some other miscellaneous mail who gives a shit about to punters. But um, about 20 minutes out of Memphis, uh, which is the base of FedEx, uh, Auburn got up out of his seat and uh, he went into the cockpit to visit the boys unannounced, um, brandishing a hammer he fucking packed hell. in his bag and fucking whammo. Jesus. Two big hits to Andy Peterson, fracturing his skull and Whoa. severing the temporal artery. Oh, uh, never want a severed artery. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. Jim Tucker turns around, cops a hit to the skull as well, oh. paralysing one side of his body. 
big hit that, uh, but he is a big man. Fuck, we we talked in the last episode about close quarters combat. Yep. Oh, this bloke, obviously, terrible human, but as far as close quarters combat goes. Oh, he's nailed it. <laughs> he's done very well there. He's hammered it. Nailed it with a hammer. Um, <laughs> Sanders was still strapped into his seat, and he was struck several times. Uh, Callaway. What he didn't do, Callaway, was bank on these three lads being as tough as they were. They were they were ex um, ex forces as well, and Jesus. they do breed some of those people quite tough. But this does sound like some sort of Seagal straight to DVD. You'd see this. And I think there is a DVD. I'm fairly sure there's a there's a, someone made a movie of this. Be mad not to. Um, Sanders and Peterson, they got out of their seats to fight. And uh, If it has been made into a film, I'm very upset I haven't heard about it because Sully was. He landed on the Hudson. Yeah. Now, great effort, Sully, not knocking it, but this is fucking oh, cooler yeah. so far. It's a lot less cool actually, but as far as you know, making it into a movie, action style, fuck yeah. That's what's what going on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's busy. Um, this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah. It's not just some meddling Canadian geese. <laughs> this is a this is a bloody bad guy. Um, so Sanders and, and Peterson, they got out of their seats to fight and because uh, Tucker had been smashed harder than the other two with the hammer. Callaway, he'd retreated out of the cockpit and back to the guitar case he'd brought on board with another weapon in it, what do you reckon it was? Oh, if he's gone back and he's already used the hammer, something bigger, maybe an axe or a baseball bat. Oh, axe? No. Ah, baseball bat? Better. Better than an axe? A gun? What sort of gun? A Tommy gun. No, uh, shotgun. Nah. Fuck. If you think back to his Navy days, you might, you know. Oh, like an MP4 or something? MP5? No, something you can use. (sighs) Underwater. Underwater? A gun? <laughs> yes. Don't know, man. Something. I could buy one. A crossbow? Sort of. Harpoon? Spear gun. Spear gun. Fuck, that's what I was. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, that, that's um, annoyed me, that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> man, by the way, who's on security at the fucking FedEx airport? Well, Jesus no one. Christ. It's 1994. And their employee, their employees. Oh yeah, and it's in a guitar case. Look, I'm just going to San Jose to play a bit of guitar. I'm a day off before I come back to answer for my crimes. G'day, Auburn, you thieving cunt! What do you got in here? Oh yeah, mm. <laughs> your stock standard <laughs> hammer, <laughs> hammer, knife, and a uh, spear gun. <laughs> and a spear um, gun. He's pointed the spear gun at Captain Sanders and said, "Look, sit." This is what he said. I quote: "Sit down, sit down. Get back in your seat. This is a real gun. I'll kill you." Um, at this stage, co-pilot Tucker, who's my current favourite, uh, severely injured, strapped himself into the pilot's seat, took the controls of the plane with one hand because one side of his body's paralysed, and uh, turned the plane upside down. Um, he had a crushed skull. That's pretty tough. So he strapped himself in so it doesn't affect him. Yep, done some manoeuvring. Um, he's done a bit of uh, In the Dark Night, Two-Face. Flipping the coin, he clicks his belt in and just shoots the driver. Oh, yeah. They crash the car. He's all right. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much that. Like everyone everyone in the back just started falling about. Yeah. Um, so, and then, like, while he's done this, he's like, he's really given the plane a good old shake up with some stunts and it's mm. not designed for that, but he did some good flying here. Um, he's managed to contact ATC at this stage and tell them that he needed help. Send help. Maybe maybe get an expendable up here or something. Anything. Seven zero five. Up and wounded. We've had an attempted uh, takeover on board the airplane. Give me a vector, please. That's to Memphis at this time. Hurry. I've been injured. 
hurry. Oh, that is an understatement too. Still polite. Yeah, pilots are like that, aren't they? They yep. do understate stuff. They're trained to. Um, the other two continued fighting Callaway, who'd previously king hammered them, coward hammered them. Um, <laughs> I find that's what I've always found uh, when using a hammer in a combat situation. <laughs> it's the um, it's a gentlemanly thing to do is to you know announce that you got a hammer. Don't do it the cowardly way. Um, Andy Peterson. Engineer launched himself at Callaway and got the spear gun off him. Wow. And uh, by this stage, he's still biting, kicking, swinging the hammer. So Tucker puts it onto autopilot and goes back to start fighting. Oh, uh, this so, is 100% action movie shit. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Callaway, he was six foot two, pre internet inches tall. <laughs> Big bloke. He's probably really 6'5". Yeah, and a uh, black belt in martial arts, unclear which one. Man, I'm telling you, this is... um. Yeah. What was <laughs> What was the girl's name in Under Siege? It's fucking... Oh, I don't know. It's Casey Can't fucking remember. Rybeck. They've yeah, got... Casey Rybeck. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got FedEx Casey Rybeck. Well, what happened was while Tucker was away from the controls fighting, uh, he got told to change frequencies to get an exclusive line to Memphis ATC, but he wasn't home. They're like, okay, switch over to Channel 19, Jim, and he didn't say anything. They thought, Jim, Jim, where are you? Uh, he was back. He's in the back fighting with the other two. Wow. Um, he eventually gets back to the blower and tells them he's heading to Memphis Airport. Quick sticks. From Memphis, uh, can you hear me? Uh, is this Express 705 heavy? 705, yes. Uh, 705 Heavy, uh, Memphis, Roger, I do hear you. You can proceed direct Memphis, if able. Expect runway Niner, the altimeter is 302 Niner. You understand we're declaring an emergency. We need security to meet the airplane. We'll stop it on the runway or we can. Express 705 Heavy, affirmative. All that's been taken care of. By the way, I know you're not a fan of the Seppos, Heggy, but how cool is Niner? Niner? Yeah, it's because, <laughs> well, you know why. Because they can't tell the difference between nine and five when you're saying it on the radio. Really? Yeah. So say fiver and niner. Um, they've at this stage the lads have tag teamed and uh, Sanders has tagged out of the fight. Tucker in. <laughs> Sanders went back to the I'm pilot just, seat. Where sorry, it, I'm just picturing actual WWE style. The fingertips just coming out of the, the cockpit. He's slowly, yeah. <laughs> slowly getting there. <laughs> Gets him with the tip of the spear gun. Boss, he's in. That'll yeah, do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my Sanders got god. Back in, the, back in the pilot seat. To land the plane, of course. And Tucker went back to get some more fighting done. They th- just when they thought they had um, they had Auburn under control, he'd just kick up another stink. It's like when you wrestle like a dog to the ground, yeah, and you hold them there. Like they'll get up as soon as they can and fight yeah. again. You got to fucking never take your hand or your foot off someone's throat once they're down. Keep it on there. Full credit to Auburn. He does seem to have kelpie energy. Oh, he's yeah, he's a fighter. <laughs> Um, so Sanders, right, he's, he's tried to land the thing. This is a McDonnell Douglas DC-10 at, uh, at top speed, Oof. but he was, he was coming in too hot, so he had to bank it and have another go. I reckon that's a bit embarrassing for a pilot. Like It's like a boarding a reverse park on a main street and having another go, <laughs> as much, if not more, at stake here. <laughs> bit different, though. If I see someone abort... <laughs> A fucking reverse park on a main street. Yeah. I'd immediately think that, you know, the word in my head that you can't say. But if he wound his window down and said, no, I've just been hit with a hammer a couple of times, yeah. I'd think, have another crack, champ. <laughs> I did judge you and I judged you early. I'll get out and do the thing that you do when you see a woman uh, attempting a reverse park, stand <laughs> at the back and go, left hand down, mate. No, keep coming, keep coming. Well, that sort of thing. Is that what I do? <laughs> Step in, don't even know. No, I've got this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, he's, um, he's, had a, he's banked it up over a high pop residential area, maybe over Graceland, I don't know. Um, he's, a, he's approached uh, runway 36 left and uh, ACT, ATC, sorry, they were thinking, look, if he hits that runway at that speed, he's definitely dead. So Sanders... Hit the runway at top speed, stuck the landing, slammed on the brakes, pulled over, got out, said, what's the problem? <laughs> Whatever. Crushed skull, still nailed it. Um, Never seen a mad cunt before. 
Oh, it's yeah, like you said, I don't care what anyone says. That is fucking impressive. Everyone knows your Sully Sullenberg. Now, what about these three lads? How many how many blows to the head did Sully have mm. when he went for a soft water landing to a ticker tape parade? Zero. Piss off your bag of wind. Get these three lads out there. That's one of the you crack that plane window. Woo! You're chucking a few of those out. Oh, for sure. If you land at top speed, wrong runway, <laughs> busted head from a hammer. Man. They've they've done real well here, pretty much the whole way through. Um, they uh, there's there's a bit more news footage we got from this too. And I do I do love this news story for a particular reason, Heggy. And I'll see if you pick this up. The bloody three man crew managed to land safely despite critical injuries. The captain was saying, "Somebody help us get somebody up here before he kills us all." Paramedics found the crew and suspect Callaway covered with blood. There was blood on the walls, uh, on the, the seats that were there. Uh, everybody in the cockpit was covered with blood. You had four grown men that were fighting for their lives in this confined area for about 30 or 40 minutes. Now, yes. that is from an episode of Air Crash Investigation, or as I was very upset to find out, what the Americans call black box. Yes. It's a bit of uh, a sidewalk footpath. Sort of deal there. Yeah. Uh, black box, not as good as air crash investigation. But did like the, did they put the music underneath the new story? Well, the slide guitar <laughs> and the and the harmonica, pretty good. But the superimposed sirens, just as good. Oh yeah. But I thought, wouldn't wouldn't that help some news stories now? You know, nearly two years into a pandemic that continues to rage, the world has now reported its five millionth COVID nineteen death. According to a count of global deaths <laughs> maintained by Johns Hopkins University. <laughs> well, it's 7,000 people are dying of COVID each day. It does take the oh, sting man. off at a little bit of... For sure. All news stories should just have the fucking opening sequence of Roseanne playing behind it. would <laughs> be great. That's like bird song to them, though. <laughs> In the southern states, there's no yeah. birds. You can't hear birds. It's all sirens and fucking harmonicas. Guitar. I also like that the, the fight lasted for 30 or 40 minutes. Like that is, that's a long fight. That's Most of the fights I've ever seen are over in seconds. You'd be rooted fighting for that long. Again. You can't be, you can't be for 30 minutes. Again, yeah, and again, that's a UFC championship fight, five five-minute rounds, 25 minutes, boxing title, 36 minutes, 12 three-minute rounds. Mm. That's longer, longer than that, and the bloke's got a hammer. Yeah, and you didn't know you're in a fight. Yeah, until you'd already been hit with a hammer. Oh, in the back of the fucking head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you reckon it was a bit of that? Oh, you fuck. Yeah. Oh, got me a good one. I'll you. give you that. Um, that's never been done. I wish the black box were better because I reckon there'd be a lot of yelling. Like the fight. Can't be punch on 30, 40 minutes. Be a lot of get back, I'll fucking hit you again. I will, don't test me, dickhead. <laughs> I'll kick you in the shins. I've got steel caps, that sort of shit. Mm. Like just yelling more than yeah. actual biff because it, it wouldn't last. You can't. I don't care who you think you are. I was wondering why he did have a hammer um, and a spear gun on board, but now I know he was about to be in a three-on-one fight, so he was going to be a victim there unless he did yeah. have his own Making weapons. him zero to hero. <laughs> Just doing what he can against the odds. Um, Making him the victim. Look, I know this so far, this hasn't been your average MFB. Some dickhead had a few shandies and Valium had a biff over some elbow room sort of thing. But as actual brawls go, that's got to be the longest, most violent <laughs> fight on the ground or in the air, I would think. That's a long fight. Unbelievable. Oh. I mean, you. You wouldn't get away. Obviously, you can't take a spear gun on a legacy carrier these days. Fucking nanny state. But 1994 in a mail plane, pretty much the golden age then. What's gotten him out of – was that OJ, OJ Simpson time? He's just – 94, 95 yeah. for Simpson. Oh, yeah. okay. The um, – yeah, I do love too as well that he's turned off the black box mm. as if somehow he's going to walk away from this crash. Well, he wasn't. Um the uh, we'll get to what like a bit of motive coming up. Um, but while the news story is going on, sirens arrived at the plane, as you heard, you know, pretty much. I think the movie would go look, fade to black, roll the credits, and this is where the <laughs> where are they now paragraphs start rolling in. But luckily for us, 
Air Crash Investigations has articulated it for us already. Auburn Calloway was jailed for life. All three pilots survived. They won awards for their bravery, but none of them has flown again. FedEx employees are still free to fly in the jump seats of the company's aircraft. Good stuff. Oh, I dare say they've banned guitar cases with spear guns in them. <laughs> Get the guitar. Show, show me what you can play. The pilots have to be allowed on first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no surprise guests when you get on board there. Yeah. Now, when they said they haven't flown again, is this a um, they haven't piloted an aircraft or they just haven't travelled by plane? They've never piloted again. Okay. All three of them. Their injuries were fucking horrific. As we said before, the um, they'd be in the they'd be in the flight attendant seat, I reckon, just staring out at everyone from then on. Yeah. I'll hop on a plane if I can see everyone. Yeah. Talk about lying on your resume. When you apply for a job as a pilot, one of the first questions is how many times you've been hit in the head with a hammer. (laughs) If it's above zero, you're probably not going to get a job. Um, So what was the guy trying to do? Well, in a a bit of a where are they now, it turned out Auburn hit up the ante on his life insurance policy with FedEx Mm. and uh, planned on killing himself by flying the plane into the Memphis uh, FedEx base loaded with fuel, really causing some damage, earning his wife and kids a cool two and a half million us dollars in the process. So he'd packed up some hammers and a spear gun, so the injuries of his victims would look like they've been in a crash. Oh, yeah. Like injuries would be similar. (laughs) (laughs) With the spear through the back of the head? Yeah. Uh, Your stock standard crash. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what his plan was to get rid of the weapons before crashing the plane. Maybe out the window. Or so, who knows? I don't know. You you would be surprised if a hammer landed in your fucking lawn in Memphis that day. He's got a <laughs> one of these one of these cases where it's I don't think he was thinking too clearly in the lead up to that event. Oh, he'd planned it. Yeah, I know he planned it, but I don't know if he was thinking clearly. A lot of people plan stuff and it doesn't go well. Yeah, of course. Usually it doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's sort of. Like he turned off the black box so there'd be no recording and he'd just, that'd be it. He's a selfless man just trying to get some cash for his family, you know. So, but it turns out when Auburn was in the Navy, he kept he kept a handwritten book of slights against him. Oh, Jesus. And this got found. Apparently yeah. in the fallout of a major life incident, it's a bad look to have a book full of people you have genuine vendettas against. Mm. You may want to get rid of yours. Get me? Wow. <laughs> I assume that's why you're barbecuing all the time, so you can just keep chucking notes on there. <laughs> one snag, one book of grievances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one snag, one book of grievances. <laughs> Is it a special flavour? <laughs> Got a um, lot of ash in there for a few barbecue bricks, Heggy. What's happened? Yeah. No, nah, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> My snags smell of texter. What's going on? No, nah, don't worry. Uh, old, um, <laughs> good old Auburn. Just looking for where is he now? He remains incarcerated in Atlanta Federal Penitentiary, former home of a bunch of mobsters such as Whitey Bulger and Al Capone. But uh, Callaway, this guy, mm. doesn't even feature on the notable alumni. That's how the good they are at crime in America. Um, he appealed uh, many years later, saying that the filth didn't have probable cause to search his house and find oh. <laughs> detailed plans of how he's going to do it. So that was inadmissible. Again, and we've spoken about this before, the lawyers taking those cases, that is oh. our equivalent is turning up to the corporate where you're going to eat shit. Yeah, for sure. Go, oh, no, I know it's my job, but fuck me. Yeah. He's bashed everyone with a hammer and tried to shoot someone with a spear gun. It's all on tape. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've got to try my best to help him out, but I'm not oh. in a good spot. In response to this, the female body inspectors said, yeah, look, fuck off, Auburn, <laughs> as if we're throwing away the key. They, they made one of the officers standing there eat the key right in front of Auburn. <laughs> You're cooked. Oh, Auburn. Um, in the clink forever. <laughs> Poor Auburn. Oh, man. I mean, quite a, quite a sad story all around, actually. Um, the three lads never flew again. Yeah, they that's had some rough. Serious injuries. 
I dare say the money FedEx saved on Auburn's life insurance policy got meted out among the boys. Here you go. Lifetime supply of Band-Aids, whatever. Can you pull it early, can you? Pull what early? Pull that insurance money. Well, no, I think they'd think, well, we would have had to give 2.5 mil to Auburn's missus. Let's spend that on the lads. Plus, they saved the plane. Yeah. Pretty incredible. So he's turned he's turned that plane. They've turned the plane around and landed back at the original airport. Yeah. They diverted all the other flights out, so there's nothing coming in for the next hour or so. I said, no, nah, this guy needs his, his pick of the runways. He's, he's going to choose 36L. <laughs> Does make you think, though, doesn't it? That uh, these days I would look for my package and go, "Oh, it's still at fucking Memphis Airport, isn't it?" Yeah, fucking hell! What are yeah. they doing? I saw it take <laughs> off and it's gone back. What's happened? I'll tell you what's happened. Turns up, yeah, turns up at your house smelling like bleach. <laughs> oh, I know what's happened here. There's a fucking dent um, in this. Someone's taking a hammer to it. <laughs> Why not pay Here's for it. express shipping? This is going to happen. Here's a um. Here's a bit of a twist. The three fellas weren't even meant to be on the plane. The original crew, right, scheduled mm-hmm. to fly that flight, they couldn't fly because the previous day they'd flown for eight hours and one minute. <laughs> and those people, those two pilots, that was one man and one woman. And and no, Nick, they weren't just gas bagging for that extra minute. They were completing their duties. Um, thank goodness for hard and fast rules. <laughs> Auburn probably could have taken out two people rather than three he attempted to. Well, he's, maybe um, he picked it for that reason. Maybe he had a chance to have a look at who's flying. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hot diggity, this pencil neck and the Sheila, I've got a hammer and a spear gun. I think so. Yeah, this is a battle I can win. And then he's turned up and gone, fuck, is that three crew cuts? Yeah. That are getting on board. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Well, I've seen footage of the three lads uh, having reunions and stuff, and quite emotional. It's a fucking, that's a, Big experience, oh. like that's, it's incredible. Um, and on the on a plus side, couple of you know, I don't want to leave oh, yeah. anyone on a bad note here. Of course, obviously, you never do. Um, yeah. uh, not the policy here at MFB HQ. <laughs> um, the lads, right? Mm. They set a speed record for the DC ten at over five hundred miles per hour when Tucker was doing a series of stunt maneuvers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, that there's a lot of stuff. You've got to just call Guinness. Go get here. Who's landed a plane after being hit by a hammer? Yeah. How many times? I reckon we've beaten it. How fast did we get this plane? Under <laughs> immense pressure. You wouldn't catch someone in a controlled environment getting a DC-10 in a vertical fucking dive up to 500 miles an hour. He did it with a fucking hammer hanging out of his head. Um, but, yeah, that's when he was when he's trying to throw Callaway and the lads around in the back like it was a bloody Gravitron back there. Um, he hit over 500 mph, pretty fucking impressive. Um, Man, I I can't believe on all those posters I saw as a kid there was always a cat hanging off a tree with the fucking hang in there as the mm. as the caption. Yeah, how's it not Callaway with the fucking <laughs> claw end of a hammer in the, gun in the skull? <laughs> oh, now Callaway's a perp. This is Tucker. Tucker oh, sorry, Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, Tucker Sanders Peterson. <laughs> yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Um. That actual plane is still flying today. Wow. That's wow. an effort. Um, don't know if I'd get on, <laughs> but I'd stick to my policy of not getting on a McDonnell Douglas. They feature too strongly over here. Or a FedEx plane. Or a FedEx plane, <laughs> yeah. I'm maggot. If I ever wake up on a FedEx plane, I am maggot. Oh, you're in a box. <laughs> That's what you are if you wake up on a FedEx plane. Um, the three crew, they all got medals for their efforts. Fair enough. Seppos, they love not much more than a medal, do they? They also got a bunch of speaking appointments. Still oh, doing them these days. Of course. Um, rather like you're going to have at the end of your 50-year radio broadcasting career, not unlike John Lawsy Law's <laughs> Golden Tonsils. <laughs> That's what we're looking for, just those high-paying speaking appointments at the end of a career doing something actually useful or good. I, t- I honestly believe if you – a good business plan, and hear me out. I don't know if I've brought it up on here before because of the concussions in the past. But mm. the you earn a bunch of money, you gamble it all away, lose your family temporarily because here's where the plan kicks in. Mm-hmm. Then you go on the speaking tour talking about 
how you gambled everything away, lost all your money, and your family get more money back in a speaking tour. You would. Wooshka, you're in front. Yeah. Your family comes back because you've learned. Oh, it's the keynote method. <laughs> like, you need to write a keynote. You need to look a bit older than us, write a keynote, how you've been through the ringer. Some of it's your fault, don't worry, but you're still a victim. You've yeah. got, got to point out that, that that's the case and you are fucking in there. Watch those businessmen cry. Now, I'm not suggesting that they paid Auburn to do what he did that day, but they'd be making a pretty penny right now. Oh, way more than a FedEx pilot would. <laughs> way more. <laughs> How many hammer blows to the back of the head would you take <laughs> to pull in 20 grand per sportsman's lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's, everyone's got their price, mate. <laughs> What do you re- are they getting nicknames? You reckon? A few divots in the head, you get called golf ball or something. Oh Christ, Caddyshack. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, they've still got hair. These blokes, they're, they're old, old fellas, but they've still got heads of hair. I imagine that'd be useful. There's nothing like nothing like going bald to showcase and your past, is there? Like I've, I'm hoping I don't because I've got a lot of chicken pock. Is that marks on my head? I reckon oh, I scratched yeah. thousands of the fucking things off when I had chicken pox in my twenties. Rotten bonds. Yeah, I don't want to go skinhead ever. It's going no, to be bad you. news. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the obvious, it's going to be bad news on top of just being a disgusting fucking spam head. <laughs> a regular one. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid Flight Brawl. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl, lukeheggie.com, mickcody.com.au and at midflightbrawl on Instagram. What a fucking episode. That was crazy. (laughs) We'll see you next week. See ya. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Peggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.